the galaxy awakens. Mechatol Rex, the center of the known galaxy and seat of the former Lazax Empire. Scarred by the flames of betrayal, Rex is a specter of a fallen empire and of ages long forgotten, yet it remains an object of reverence and desire in a galaxy of conflict and uncertainty. Once, the great city that spanned its surface was the pinnacle of civilization. Today, Mechatol City is naught but a blasted shell of its former glory, a grim respite in the toxic sea of desolation that covers the majority of the planet. Even so, its parabolic history of decadence and destruction does little to deter those who would seek to harness its power. The Winaran custodians who dwell within the remnants of the city maintain what is left of the former capital, waiting for one of the great races to step forward and take up the mantle of the former emperors. But who among the races of the galaxy could fill the void left by the Lazix? To lay claim to the throne is a destiny sought by many Yet the shadows of the past serve as a grim warning to those who would follow in their footsteps. The Rise of Legend In ages past, when the last of the Mahakt kings were slain and the galaxy was brought to its knees, a new empire emerged from the ashes and bitterness of war. At its forefront were the Lazaks. Then, relatively unknown, they chose Megatol Rex as the seat of their fledgling empire abandoning an ancestral homeworld that has since been lost to the mists of time. System by system, the Lazax swept through the galaxy. To each civilization that stood against them, they issued the same command, accept the benevolent sovereignty of the Empire. To be at odds with the new Empire would be madness. It is likely that the Lazax met little resistance. The tyrannical oppression of the Mahakt had primed the galaxy to stand with the young Empire, and the Lazax's promises of generosity and fairness did not fall on deaf ears. Of those that rejected the law of the Lazax, no record remains. As the Lazax Empire grew, so too did the power of its subjects, uplifted by the Lazax and nurtured by the strength of the Empire. For tens of thousands of years, the Lazax ruled. Benevolent and fair, they shared the wealth and knowledge of the universe with their subjects. With the firm guidance of the Lazax, the galaxy prospered. Economies flourished, advancements in the fields of medicine and engineering spread, and the great races of the Empire worked together in harmony, despite their various troubles and past conflicts. The peace of the Lazax Empire was known to all. The sun sets on an empire. Even as the Empire flourished, whispers of unrest began to take hold in the galaxy. Beneath the veneer of prosperity and advancement festered a complacency that would see the Lazax Empire to its end. As time passed, the Lazax Emperors grew comfortable in their lofty positions. Concerns over the future of the Empire were gradually replaced by petty internecine squabbles and political maneuverings. While the strength of the Lazax was still irrefutable, the Emperors had grown blind to the ever-growing ambition of the other great races. The solid foundation of the Empire was being weakened from within. Then came the spark that would ignite chaos throughout the Empire. 
The Letnev, one of the first civilizations uplifted by the Lazaks, had grown frustrated with overbearing imperial trade sanctions and set up a blockade around the Quan wormhole. The obstruction of one of the galaxy's major trade routes did not sit well within the Empire. The humans of Sol, the youngest of the great races and who fostered no great love for the Letnev, quickly grew tired of the Letnev's posturing and fired upon the blockade, igniting a full-scale war between them. The Lazak's military, no longer in control of the situation, attempted unsuccessfully to intervene in the conflict, drawing the ire of both sides who responded to the Lazak's interference with outright hostility. With two of the great races in open rebellion, the Hylar, who had long grown weary of the meddling oversight of the Lazaks, seized the opportunity to secede. In the short span of several years, the Empire had devolved into chaos. The early decades of the Twilight Wars saw the Lazaks scrambling to hold on to peace and stability in the Empire. Many of the Lazaks refused to believe that their Empire, which had existed for nearly 20 millennia, could ever truly fall. A select few, however, foresaw the inevitable. The leader of this prescient group, a disillusioned Lazax counselor by the name of Ibn Avel Sid, saw that the Lazax could not maintain their position of power. He begged the Emperor to consolidate his military might at Mechatol Rex, the Empire's still beating heart. Unwilling to believe that the right of his forebears could ever truly be challenged, the Emperor dismissed Velsid's concerns as baseless fearmongering and made no effort to regain full control of the failing Empire. Furious at the Emperor's complacency, Velsid led a group of loyal followers and a small contingent of renegade Hylar scientists to a planet far beyond the borderlands. As they made their desperate escape, they destroyed the Hall of Cartography in Mechatol City so that none who suspected their plan could ever uncover their secret destination. The Emperor, reeling from the betrayal of one of his own and utterly helpless in the face of three full-scale rebellions, fell into a deep depression. Unable to muster the resources to deal with even the problems that arose within Mechatol City, he left the governance of the Empire to his subordinates. The final fate of the Lazaks was sealed when a massive fleet of Sol ships appeared without warning in the skies above Mechatol Rex. With the Lazax's Mechatol fleet away in a foreign system, Mechatol City was utterly defenseless. The destruction was absolute. The last emperor of the Lazax, Salai Sai Korion, died in the Sol Bombardment, and a successor was never named. In the years following the destruction of Mechatol City, the Lazax were hunted down and exterminated without exception and without mercy. Only the Winarans, faithful servants of the Lazax, remained true to the Empire, and they were powerless to stop the massacre. Those that tried to interfere were slaughtered in kind. Within 20 years, the Lazax were but a memory. The Twilight Wars Without the unifying presence of the Lazax, the Empire quickly devolved into chaos and war. The great races, no longer shackled by imperial sanctions, clashed over territory, over positions of power, and in some cases, out of spite. The Sol, Hakan, and Jolnar, complicit in the betrayal of the Lazax, sought to cannibalize the power of the Empire. Conflict erupted throughout the galaxy as the various factions raced to protect their sovereignty and stake out their claims of the fallen empire's territory. Vast fleets of advanced warships exchanged deadly volleys in massive battles. Thousands of ships and lives were sacrificed for the most minuscule of territory gains. For each battle won, another was lost, and the wars continued unabated.
an age of unrest. Even the sanctuaries of some great races would not remain untouched. During the initial years of the Twilight Wars, the Letnev captured Archon Tau, one of the peaceful Excha homeworlds, an act which would lead to the eventual militarization of the Excha, and during the fight to retake their home, the complete and utter devastation of the Garden World. The scientists of the Hylar race, unbound by the guiding morality of the Lazaks, leaned heavily on slavery and experimentation. Having subjugated a fiery race known as the Gashli many years prior, the Hylar forced them to build a weapon of unmatched power, which the Hylar in turn unleashed upon the unsuspecting Nor. For hundreds of years, the Twilight Wars dismantled the progress and wisdom of the last 20,000 years. Finally, their civilizations reduced to ashes, the great races withdrew quietly to their respective home systems, unable to sustain any further losses. The galaxy was in shambles, but at last the Age of Twilight had come to an end. Distant suns. Millennia have passed since the final battles of the Twilight Wars. The subjects of the former Galactic Council have forgotten the abject horrors of war. A quiet stillness has taken hold in the galaxy in the absence of conflict, and over time, the great races have recovered a portion of their former strength. Reconstruction, though it has taken many years, has seen many of the homeworlds of the great races returned to their pre-war states. Yet beneath the placid service, the galaxy stirs. Some, no longer content to remain within the bounds of their reduced territories, have begun to look beyond the stars of their home systems. The spark of ambition drives them forth to seek new frontiers. On the fringes of the borderlands, cautious explorers in search of valuable commodities chart new routes into systems never before touched by civilization. Newly discovered garden worlds, overflowing with natural resources, funnel rare minerals into the economies of those lucky enough to have found them. These discoveries usher in an era of revitalized prosperity and commerce. Echoes of the Past even as the events of the present blaze a path towards the future, so too has the past come back to life. Returning to planets once inhabited by citizens of the Empire, the races of the galaxy are re-establishing their former colonies. In some cases, long-lost outposts have been found to be alive and well, thriving in the absence of war, and have been brought back into the fold of civilization. In other cases, entire planets, once bustling commercial hubs or centers of culture and learning, have been found utterly devoid of life. Littered with the skeletons of ancient starships, these planets serve as a grim reminder of the wars of ages past. Threats from Beyond With the re-emergence of the great races and the promise of an empire reborn comes danger as well. Not all in the galaxy wish to see the empire brought back to life and the sins of the past cast a pall over Mechatolrex. During the early years of the Twilight Wars, when the Lazex counselor Ibn Valsid and his compatriots betrayed the emperor and fled Mechatolrex, little could be done to search for them. The emperor would never learn of Valsid's fate, and for thousands of years it was assumed that they had perished. But the story of the Lazax was far from ended. 
Velsid and his people, their lifespans augmented by Hylar technology, evaded the genocide of their brethren on a new homeworld. It was a time of great sorrow for the Lazaks, but it was also a time of new beginnings. On their harsh new world, the survivors found that more and more of their organs needed to be augmented with machinery in order to survive. So much of their bodies had become machine that they barely resembled their former selves. Thus, the L1-Z1X were born. As the centuries passed and the L1-Z1X consolidated their power, Ibn Velsid occupied himself fully with revenge, claiming that the L1-Z1X would one day retake the empire. Unknown to Velsid, however, a divide was growing within his people. Mordai, one of Velsid's original coterie and chief enhancer of the L1-Z1X, aspired to something greater. He became obsessed with ridding his own body, and those of his followers, of all organic tissue. During one of his experiments, Mordai mistakenly infected himself with a recursive virus that, unbeknownst to him, slowly drove him mad. As the virus eroded the mental state of Mordai and his followers, they took on new personas. Calling themselves the Necro, they turned against their former brethren, citing reluctance to abandon one's organic form as a weakness that must be purged. At great length and great cost, the L1-Z1X managed to defeat the Necro, who had by then fully developed into mechanical insanity. But in the black of space, a single infected satellite was overlooked by the L1-Z1X. The Necro would survive, and recent rumors of missing ships and entire colonies gone suddenly silent prophesy an ill omen for all. Nevertheless, the shadowed legacy of the Lazaks is far from the only threat faced by the re-emerging civilizations of the galaxy. Near the Shaleri Passage, trade vessels have gone missing with no explanation. Unknown alien craft have been spotted by patrols, only to disappear without a trace moments later. These strange occurrences might have been attributed to pirates or to the gravitational anomalies present in Shaleri space if it weren't for one thing, the emergence of the Creus. Hailing from a space beyond the Shaleri Passage, the intention of the Creus are unknown. Although they claim to be a peaceful race, there are those who insist the Creus are connected to the tragedies that frequent those regions of the stars. Even stranger than the Creus are the Arborek, a race of harmonious plant-like organisms, the Arborek each function as part of a greater whole, the Prime Symphony. Unable to communicate vocally with the other races, the Arborek resort to unconventional means, reanimating the dead tissue of other sentient beings and using the animated organism as a vessel. Understandably, the Arborek's unusual methods of communication have been met with apprehension, and in some cases outright disgust, by the other races. It is all too possible that the Arborek might be far more ambitious than they appear. These dark forces move about freely just beyond the fringes of civilized space, and even the Lazaks themselves would have been ill-equipped to defend against them. As the light of a new dawn illuminates the galaxy, the darkness draws even closer, threatening another dark age. The Shadow of War As the threat of danger looms over the galaxy, old alliances are being forged anew and old rivalries as well. From beyond the Mahakt Plateau, cautious envoys of strange, never-before-seen peoples arrive at Mechatol Rex, eager to evaluate what lingering power or ancient technologies might be found on the devastated planet. Many of the lost technologies of the Lazics have been rediscovered. However, some former members of the Empire have begun secretly developing weapons of immeasurable power, keeping them hidden in the shadows of their homeworlds. One such weapon, known as a War Sun, is the terrifying result of Hylar weapons research from the early years of the Twilight Wars. Despite ethical concerns that surround the use of such raw, indiscriminate power, there are those who would risk the dangers of such a Pyrrhic weapon to secure their place in the Galactic Order. 
an empty throne. Gone is the weariness of war known to generations past. Even those races that played vital roles in the downfall of the Lazaks are filled anew with vigor and pride. Mechatol City, the ever-faithful Winarans its sole custodians, is a shining beacon on an otherwise shattered planet. Unoccupied, its throne awaits those who would claim it, though none yet have the power to do so. Now the great races reach out from their ancestral homes, eager to prove themselves worthy successors. Border skirmishes between neighboring systems threaten to break the uneasy peace as the armies of the great races aim to return to their former glory. Dawn of a New Era As the galaxy churns inexorably towards its future, the great races have begun to feed the flames of their war machines. Each vies to become the indisputable ruler of the stars. An epoch of great struggle threatens to engulf the galaxy once more. It is a time of steadfast alliances and bloody betrayals, of words and of war of deep-seated honor and hard-won glory. It is the dawn of a new era. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. The Prophecy of Ixth The Lazaks, founders of the greatest empire to span the galaxy, hailed by some as benevolent rulers and powerful warrior philosophers, despised by others as vicious despots and arrogant dictators. Even a thousand years since their fall, few can consider them as anything but the emperors of the entire galaxy. But there was a time when the Lazaks were just another young and fiery race, and the galaxy was ruled by others. Long before the Lazaks, in the days of hallowed antiquity, legends and stories speak of the rule of the gene sorcerers, the dreaded Mahakt. Little is known about them save that their powers of cloning and genetic manipulation were nearly akin to magic, and that they divided the galaxy into many feudal holdings, each controlled by a Mahakt family. The reign of the Mahakt lasted for centuries, but it could not endure under the weight of their own decadence. The dynasties of the Mahakt kings were already crumbling under the weight of infighting and their debased technologies when the Lazaks stepped onto the galactic stage. The Lazaks' armies crushed the remaining Mahakt, slaying the last of their kings and purging their scourge from the civilized stars. Then they built their reign on their legacy as liberators. They had saved the galaxy, and in return, its grateful citizens greeted their new masters with enthusiastic acclaim. And so the Lazax emperors set about ruling their new imperium. Over 24 millennia, the Lazax prospered, waned, and eventually fell. Plenty of time for the rest of the galaxy, even the Lazax themselves, to forget about the struggles that had seen them rise to power in the first place. Plenty of time to forget about old horrors from the dawn of galactic history, but those old horrors had not forgotten about them. Within the old deep, the lightless warrens and passageways that lie far below Mechatol City are vaults from the earliest days of Lazak's rule. Some are cunningly hidden, while others are defended by fiendish traps and powerful barriers. Even the Winaran custodians do not know what secrets they may contain. However, as the powerful factions of the galaxy began to expand beyond their borders once again, they dispatched emissaries to Megatol City. Some were politicians or soldiers sent to negotiate treaties or prepare for war, but others were scientists and historians. They hoped to rediscover the Lazax's secrets, and perhaps even give their own people some advantage in the conflicts to come. 
One team had been sent from Creus on the basis of fragmented information discovered from a wrecked ship found drifting in the depths of Shaleri space. With the codes and maps recovered from the dead captain's vault, they unlocked an archive within the catacombs of the primals, so old it had been sealed before the Lazex had declared their empire. Within these ancient records, they found something the galaxy had searched for across millennia. They found a map leading to Ix, fabled paradise of a million dreamers, promised land of a thousand faiths. The legend of Ixth was as old as the Lazax. Although no one could agree on exactly where Ixth was, or what could be found on this legendary world, everyone did agree that the race that found it would reap immense riches and wield immeasurable power. The Creus believed they knew how to reach it. The discovery shocked the various great powers of the galaxy out of their constant struggles, and ignited a fevered race to discover the fabled world. Sovereigns of Eld the maps led to a planet called Acheron in the far reaches of Shaleri space. The Creus mobilized an expeditionary armada without delay. However, the rest of the races of the Galactic Council unanimously decried their actions. The Creus, not wanting to spark a war on every front, agreed to allow non-Creus observers to join their expedition. The expedition sailed around the turbulent space surrounding the singularity of Manon, using the distant Torali Pulsar as their guide. Even as they delved deep into the unexplored nebulas beyond the Pulsar, they began to come under attack. Fast-raiding ships struck at the edges of their fleet and mysterious ambushers attacked scouting parties as they set down on planets along the way. But the expedition pressed on. Eventually they came across a clutch of dead planets circling an ancient dwarf star. The system appeared entirely without note, but clues within the maps made oblique references to such a place. The Creus searched each planet in turn, and eventually they came to the innermost, a lonely world of dust and black oceans. The expedition's scholars consulted their research and agreed. They had finally found Acheron. The Creus carefully swept the planet with their most powerful sensors and dispatched probes and parties of explorers to the surface. Soon their persistence was rewarded. Buried beneath the depths of Acheron's deepest sea were the ruins of a civilization that had been ancient before it had been flooded. At its heart was a gateway, an artificial wormhole larger and more powerful than any other the galaxy had ever seen. The Creus immediately set about trying to unlock the gateway, pushing their formidable understanding of wormhole physics to its limits. And soon, they succeeded. They opened the gateway and stepped through to Ixth. They expected a paradise. They were wrong. Too late, the Creus discovered that the prophecies of Ixth had been lies. Instead of a promised land, they discovered a tomb city on a planet outside the galaxy. Instead of riches, they discovered horrors from a forgotten age. And instead of power, they awakened the Mahakt. For Ixth was their ancestral home. Driven from the galaxy by the Lazax, unable to return through the sealed Acheron Gate, the Mahakt had entombed themselves to await the day when someone would make the mistake of reopening the gate and awaken them. Those belonging to the Creus expedition were the Mahakt's first victims. Their sorcerous technology allowed the Mahakt to remake the Creus's ethereal forms crafting them into loyal servants for their new masters. From the entire expeditionary armada, only a few observers from the other races were able to escape to warn the rest of the galaxy. Once awake, the Mahakt were able to regain control over Acheron and the Gate. The Mahakt worked frantically and with single-minded purpose to ensure that they could never be isolated or exiled again, 
and they had little concern for other consequences of their actions. So they unleashed the full force of their ancient machines, unbinding the wormhole from Acheron. Energy capable of maintaining the gateway until the stars burned out was unleashed in a moment, expanding its structure to swallow Ixth whole and hurl it into the midst of the galaxy's brightest core stars. This drastic act destroyed the gateway. On Ixth, the mechanisms simply vanished, lost amongst a hundred dimensions of space and time, and leaving a glowing crater in the middle of the Mahawk's capital city. On Acheron, the consequences were far worse. The collapse of Acheron. The violent severing of the gateway from Acheron ripped the fundamental fabric of the universe asunder. A massive gravity rift tore the planet to whirling shards and split the star system in twain. Then it began to grow, becoming a massive gravitational vortex that consumed the Acheron system. The sun writhed and twisted under the assault, and the remaining planets slowly crumbled. But that was not the worst. The power of Acheron's wormhole gateway meant that, when it was destroyed, the rift became a gaping wound in reality. Through this wound spilled vicious creatures from a parallel dimension. Calling themselves the Vulwraith, they seemed to have sprung fully formed from the darkest nightmares of a hundred different species. The Vulwraith, however, are all too real. They seek to destroy the boundaries between this reality and their own, and in doing so, merge the galaxy into a warped and hellish extension of their home. Worse. Their malevolence is matched by their cunning. They have courted allies amongst those cast aside and discarded by their own species, promising that those who serve the Vulwraith now shall be lords of creation when the new order comes. For every world that falls to the voracious appetites of the Vulwraith fleets, another collapses after being undermined by traitors from within. In their bid to retake the galaxy, the Mahakt unwittingly unleashed yet another threat, one that is possibly more dangerous than themselves. New Alliances The return of the Mahakt has also spurred the rise of other races to prominence on the galactic stage. The fragile balance of power between the traditional members of the Galactic Council has shattered under the pressures of these upstarts. On many worlds, the titans of Ul rise from beneath the ground. Once slaves of the Mahakt, millennia of slumber have freed the titans' minds from domination. Now they strive to carve out a place for themselves in the galaxy. Long ago, the Argent Flight accepted the task of ensuring the Mahakt would never return to plague the galaxy, and worked to accomplish it in secret. Now that their ancient foe has returned, the time for secrecy is over. Even more mysterious are the forces of the Empyrean and the Nomad. In both cases, recent events seemed to have spurred them into action. More Blackhold ships have been spotted lurking on the edges of known systems, while mercenaries flock to the Nomad's promises of fantastic wealth. Others see the galactic upheaval as an opportunity to be grasped. The newly formed Nasroka Alliance looks at its peers with contempt. Isn't it time for a younger species to chart the course of galactic affairs? Tides of War Beset by new rivals and ancient threats, the elder races of the galaxy rush to form alliances and build up their military might. As outposts and fortresses fall silent along borders, and night skies flicker with the light of distant weapons fire, planets everywhere ready their defenses and prepare for war. Some believe a glorious new era is about to dawn, that a light might be forged that can resist the coming darkness, a glorious imperium rising from the ashes of the old. But others know that old grudges run too deep to be so ready healed. 
They fear the galaxy is perched on the precipice of titanic conflict and that the return of the Mahakt will send it all plunging into the abyss.